content note, this episode does discuss domestic violence and abuse. If any of these topics are triggering for you, I do advise skipping this episode. If you or anyone you know needs assistance, please call Lifeline on 13 11 14. Hey guys, I'm Megan Pistetto. Welcome to another episode of So Dramatic. Melbourne is unfortunately back in lockdown at the moment. I'm really feeling for you guys and thinking of how tough it must be and hoping that it ends soon. The last time Melbourne was in lockdown, I was reporting on Amanda Mikolaev's antics. In particular, her now infamous GoFundMe page that she started so she could escape Dan Andrews' tough laws and have a sea change to the sunny Gold Coast. A place at the top of all Melburnians' wish lists, right? It ended with her and her friends sending me abusive emails, voice memos, threats of violence, yes, even murder, all for sharing a link to her donations page and police eventually getting involved as well. Now, here we are, almost one year later, Melbourne is back in lockdown and I am back reporting on Amanda's antics yet again. Anyone else sensing a pattern here? Coming up today, I have Amanda's recent ex-girlfriend, Lana Keller, coming on the show to spill the tea about her super, super messy split from Amanda. Some of you may not be familiar with who Lana is. They only dated briefly, but... If you're a true Drama Army member, you would have been watching the drama play out on both sides on social media, with a popcorn box in one hand and a tea in the other, of course. You guys have been begging me to cover this saga and get Lana on the show to explain where it all went wrong after those stunning pics they took together in a random park that were captured by a very lucky paparazzo. Actually, (laughs) you are probably all familiar with Lana. I don't think there is anyone in the country who did not see those infamous not safe for work photos that debuted their new romance on the Daily Mail, plastered across the site for our own enjoyment. So guys, we are going to cover the whole beautiful saga from start to finish and beyond. Lana tells us what the fuck those pics were all about, why they broke up just days after Amanda called Lana her soulmate and all the drama that has taken place since, including the threats Amanda has made to Lana and the lengths she's gone to to destroy her reputation. The aftermath of their breakup has honestly been more abrupt than a tinderfuck and uglier than me on a hangover after a night of spicy margs. I can't believe that not even a mutual allergy to penicillin could help this couple last. This is my lockdown gift to you, Melbourne. Again, I am spoiling you. I hope it gives you the strength to push through lockdown and brings a little bit of Amanda Joy back into your life. Oh, and Lana has also been blessed with a number of voice memos from Amanda. Let's just hope it's as lovely as the one I got almost one year ago now. Hope you feel good about yourself for slamming me on your page. Do you understand? You wouldn't have the first fucking clue of what's going on in my life not right now. Not a clue. All right? Stay tuned for my post that I'm about to post so you can find out what the fuck's really happening and why I asked for financial help. You heartless piece of shit. (laughs) That voice memo seriously put me on the map. Hashtag never forget. Actually, before we start, if you're new here, please go back and listen to episodes 12 and 14 if you haven't already, so you have the full backstory on my beef with Amanda before listening to Alana's experience with her, because it truly remains a fan favourite. A cult classic even, if you may. So much drama, so little time, let's get into the show. Do not fight amongst yourselves. Please come to me. So will you confirm or deny? At least you're honest with me. So exclusive. So I've got Lana, Amanda Mikolaev's ex-girlfriend on the phone. Hey, Lana. Hi, how are you? I'm good, how are you? Good, thank you. Now, you said you were a little bit nervous. I'm feeling okay a little bit nervous but we'll get through it nervous about the podcast or nervous about 
The, the backlash after the podcast is going to be real fun. Don't worry, I've been there. I've felt Amanda's wrath. Oh, yeah. We'll be fine. So for those that don't know who you are, the best way I think to describe you is you were the girl pictured with Amanda in those NSFW paparazzi pics in the park. You guys were like basically dry humping each other. Yeah, that, that was a good time. <laughs> that was a good time. Firstly, yeah. what were you thinking? <laughs> Listen, after the first couple of pictures, I was just over it. Like I was done. I didn't want to do any more. Like she set the whole shoot up. She set sent tips into the photographer, said that she was dating someone and said that she would sell him the article. She organised a time and place with him and then told me where to be. And I was just like, okay, yep, I'll do it, like whatever. After the first couple of pics, I was so over it. The photographer started to get so creepy. Like at one stage, he was legit calling out down the street. Touch her ass, Amanda. Oh, my God. Yeah, I was like, okay. <laughs> oh, cool. Then he's, like, calling out different poses for us to do. Like, lean against, the tree. <laughs> lean against the tree. And I was like, I don't want to do this. The whole, Honestly, the whole thing was just so uncomfortable when staged. Like, who the frig would actually straddle someone in broad daylight? <laughs> I don't even think I would do that, like, behind closed doors with, like, my yeah, partner of 10 uh, years. <laughs> She just egged it on. She egged it on. She was like, like, how did she pitch it to you? What did she say? We're going to do these photos. We're going to like make out in the park. Like what was her pitch? No, 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 no. She was like, I just want to get a couple of photos done so that like it can be published in the Daily Mail. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, yeah, sure. Like I'll do it with you if that's what you really, like if you want that done, I'll do it with you. We got there and the first couple of pics were fine. Like it was so nice. Like we're just sitting at the table, like having a coffee, real cash. Then all of a sudden it just got, (laughs) so creepy I was like I don't want to do this my best friend was there like she was there (laughs) she was recording yeah she was recording on her phone what was actually happening like stage to stage and at one stage she goes one I just remember you saying like I've had enough I don't want to do this anymore shit's getting weird and I was like I was like did I really say that she's like yeah yeah so you held there against your will doing like soft porn in the park yeah, so, <laughs> so like she literally said to you like, it's gonna be really nice shots we can frame them later and then next minute it's like a Mills and Boone photo shoot she egged it on and she just kept saying it would be so great for publicity that shot's gonna be so good for publicity because I was like I don't want to do this like I'm like this is awkward like the one where I'm laying on top of her I was like I felt so awkward I was like I don't want to do this she's like it'll be so good for publicity I'm like will it like, is that what people want to see and then when, it, when the shoot came out I was just like oh I felt sick. I was like, this is not me. Now I have to deal with that for the rest of my life. So that's great. When you said my name, that's what comes <laughs> up. It's literally like oh. OnlyFans content. The Daily Mail yeah, headline. Can I read out the Daily Mail headline? I'm looking at the photos now. <laughs> Married at first sight, Amanda Mikolov debuts her new girlfriend with a raunchy PDA session on the Gold Coast as she confirms they are absolutely smitten. I feel like the headline like downplays the graphicness of the photos. Oh, my goodness. So Amanda ended up sending me all of the photos, right, of the favourites. Oh, so you get to choose which photos you want published before they send them off. Oh, my God. (laughs) She did. She did. And I was like, oh, I said, I don't know how I feel about some of these photos. I'm like, they're a bit too much for me, especially I run my own business and stuff. So I was like, I don't know how I feel about that. And she continued to say to me, they would be so great for publicity. And I was like, "Um, okay. Okay. (laughs) Thirsty AF. Yeah. The same day those photos came out, she then did that gushing Facebook post. Oh, yeah. That was so cringe. I read that in that episode that (laughs) I said that you guys were dating when I talked about the photos. She called you her soulmate. Mm-hmm. Can you talk about that Facebook post? Was that planned as well? Was that part of the photo um, thing? She asked me to be her girlfriend like two days prior to the pap shoot. And then as Wait. soon as, literally, I'm not joking, as soon as she asked me to be her girlfriend we were sitting on her lounge, she was like, I just want you to be mine, blah, blah, blah. Literally within 20 minutes, she'd called the photographer from Daily Mail. <laughs> what the hell? I was like, oh, Do you what? think she just used you? Like, do you think the photographer maybe said, oh, it'd be good to get f- some photos of you with a new girl and I she didn't it. have anyone and she was just like, quick, I've got to find someone. 
Yeah, so I heard along the grapevine that the chick that, so when she went on those two dates in the same weekend, I heard along the grapevine the girl before me said to her, this is too much, I don't want to do this, I don't want to become public, and then she went on a date with me and ghosted, because this is her favourite word, ghosted the chick before her and then started seeing me and I was just dumb enough to fall into a trap, really. Like, that's all it is. How did you meet her? On Tinder. Okay, so she met on Tinder. Two days later, you're doing these photos. So we matched on Tinder around, like, I'm going to say the 22nd of April-ish and then we became official two weeks after that on the 12th of May and then two days after that on the Sunday, we were doing a pap shoot. (laughs) And I was literally under strict orders to not let anyone know until the Daily Mail had published the story. How romantic. How romantic, hey. Like, so great. Love that. So I reported on this podcast when I was speaking about these photos that someone wrote in saying that Amanda had been seeing their friends since January and went on a date with her the week before that you did the photos, I think March 8. March 8? Yeah. She said, I think on March 8, and then the next day saw her upload an acrylic story of her nails, of her on another date. My friend told her she isn't down to be a second option. And then they said, not even kidding, this morning Amanda reached out to my friend. Of course my friend ignored her. She must have been trying to keep her calm before this stage relationship came out. Do you think maybe Amanda had planned these photographs with her original girlfriend? That turned to shit, so she needed a replacement. Oh, my God. Stop. I never thought of that. Imagine. Probably. I mean, I wouldn't put it past her. (laughs) Now that I know who she is. She's a businesswoman. <laughs> She's all about the business. Stay relevant. So you but, weren't with Amanda for two months. Because in that Facebook post she not. said. So, so she said, I remember walking in Burley and she actually sent off a like a brief something to the Daily Mail. And she was like, how long should we tell them that we were together for? And I was like, I don't know. Like, It doesn't bother me. Like, this isn't going to affect my life. And she was like, all right, well, I'll tell them that we were like discreetly seeing each other for two months. And I was like, oh, God. Yep. Okay. Like, and I just was a lost puppy. Like, I was honestly, I was just like, okay, okay. (laughs) Idiot. Discreetly as opposed to indiscreetly like the park pictures. (laughs) Right? Imagine. So So when she did that Facebook post, she called you her soulmate. She said Mm -hmm. that you were then looking for engagement rings. And then I think a few days after she was talking about engagement rings, you guys had broken up. And then a few days after that, she had a new girlfriend. (laughs) Can you talk to us about that? Okay. I don't really know the new girlfriend because she's blocked me on everything. So pretty much as soon as we broke up, she blocked me on everything. Like I didn't, I knew nothing. But I think the girl was called Tash. What? Yeah, no, she went Instagram official. Let me find the post. Hold on. Met this one with a love heart and then she put Tash Munchie. People were commenting like gorgeous couple, love hearts, that's my girl, perfect couple. And I was just like, oh, my God, they think it's me. They think it's me. Like, Oh, the same like, girl from the paparazzi pics. Yeah, see, they thought it was me. And I was like, oh, I'm like, this is so awkward. Like, that is not me. We literally had just broken up. In the comments, she ends up writing, hey, everyone, just thought I'd let you know, this is a new partner. It is just a lovely fan. (laughs) A what fan? (laughs) (laughs) Cringe. Who even is that? Like, what do you mean, doll? (laughs) Who posts fan photos and, like, makes it out like it's a new romance? She might have been doing it to make you jealous. I think, yeah, probably, but did not make me jealous. I was happy to be like, oh, good luck, girl. You're next. (laughs) Amanda's next victim. So tell us the tea. Why did you break up so abruptly when things were going so well? Oh, well, 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 well. After we became public. Public relationship for a public figure. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. That's it. That big blue tick, you know. After we became public, she showed me everything I didn't want in a partner. I just felt so controlled and belittled. I don't know. I just felt like as though she only saw me or like we just spoke about before, she only wanted to be with me for her own benefit, like just for the publicity. Because she used to always say to me, she no joke, she'd be like, you're the first girl that I've ever introduced to the public after the show. Stop. I thought you were going to yeah, say to my family or something. To no, the public. No, she, she literally said to me that I was the first girl she'd made public after the show 
And then she would be like, I don't think she ever said like it would make her relevant again, but she would be like, you know, it's getting aired overseas right now. So it's going to be a big hit. Like this is going to be a big hit. And I'd be like, okay, okay. (laughs) And then when she started posting about me, all she'd talk about, she'd be like, that got 20,000 views. Do you know that? That got this amount of views. Did you know that? And I was like, Okay, but then she said that I'd used her. Like in her latest podcast, she said in that podcast that I'd used her for clout online. <laughs> and I was oh like, my God. Mate, what do you mean? Like I gained nothing from being with you other than like insecurities, anxiety and a fucking therapist bill. Like, <laughs> you literally her porn in her publicity play. <laughs> yep, that's it. So did you have real feelings for Amanda? Like were you in it for the love? I was because at the start she was so kind and like so lovable and we did get along. We had interest, but it was interest in things that had happened to us in our past. And she was super nice, but it wasn't until like she'd made it all official and had been posted. She just didn't care. I had people reach out to me. I can't tell you who, but I had someone reach out to me and be like, Lana, like I told her to be there for you. Obviously becoming public for her, I know that she's not this massive hotshot, but at the same time, like, I did kind of get a bit of backlash in my inbox being like, do you know her? Like, have you fucking watched the show? Like, she's psycho. And I was just like, oh, this is so much. Like, it became a lot real fast. And then her friends were like, oh, you reach out to Lana. Like, are you even being there for her? But when I would be like, hey, this person sent me this, or I've received a message from this person saying that you were doing this, or da 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 she just didn't want a bar of it. Like she did not want a bar of it. She just shut me down so fast. Oh, it was so bad. So the relationship itself was tumultuous and toxic. Yeah. Toxic. Yeah. What type of things were going on? Like what was she doing and saying to you? She'd never compliment me for starters. She never ever once said that I looked good or that I looked pretty. Actually, I lie. One night she did I had like black dress pants on. This sounds so little, but one night I was out with my best friend and my best friend went up to Amanda and was like, hey, she's like, how good does Lana look? Mind you, this is the first time they've ever met. And she's like, how good does Lana look? And Amanda just shrugged her shoulders at my best friend and like (laughs) and walked off. And my best friend was like, that was rude. Like, what the hell? And then Amanda came up to me like half an hour later and she was like, why are you wearing that? And I was like, pardon? She's like... Well, I like it better when you wear pants. It's a lot classier. So (laughs) what I was wearing was it's on my Instagram. I had like a little black crop top thing on and a high-waisted leopard skirt that had like a bit of a slit in it, showed my tattoos. It wasn't short, like it wasn't revealing, but she was like, oh, you just look so much classier when you wear pants and a shirt. And I was like, oh, okay. Well, I can't wear that every time we go out. (laughs) Is she conservative? I don't know. I just think that... (laughs) I mean, she wasn't in the park. (laughs) She didn't mind you having it all out in the park when it suited her. Yeah, when it suited her. And she was getting paid per picture. (sighs) Yeah. And then, I don't know, there was just like a bunch of little things. Like one night I stayed at a girlfriend's of mine and... She'd messaged me the next morning. She was so weird that night, like completely shut me out and like didn't want a bar of me. And then the next morning I got a message and it said, it must be nice to sleep with your clients. So this friend of mine happens to be a client of mine. Like I run my own business and she's a client of mine and got a message saying, it must be nice to fuck your clients. And I was just like, what? And I was like, are you serious? <laughs> Sitting there on the end of the bed with one of my friends. I'm like, oh, yeah. I'm like, listen to this. And I read it out to her and she was mortified. She was like, I don't want anything to do with her. If that's how she's going to carry on, I want nothing to do with her. She's like, at the end of the day, true friends should be able to share a bed without being accused of anything else than that. Mm. Exactly. I'm like, just because we're gay, it doesn't mean that I'm, you know, sleeping with all my straight friends. And the friend that I'm talking about, she ended up turning around and she was just like, listen, she's like, I don't want to talk to her anymore. Like, I don't want to be associated with her. And I was just like, okay. And then I felt so awkward. So like, that was such a big red flag for me. She is one of my best friends. For her to say to me, I don't want to be associated with that shit. I was just like, (gasps) like I freaked out so badly. There's so much more. Like I could literally go on all day. She, at one stage, she called me when everything started to go downhill and I couldn't do it anymore. Like I genuinely couldn't do it anymore. I didn't want to be a part of it anymore. I tried so hard to end things with her and it just became harder and harder and harder. One day she referred to me as being just like Tash. She told me that we both had little to no self-esteem and that we were shit at communicating all because we didn't like confrontation. And, like, obviously at first 
it didn't sit right with me. I freaked out. I was just like, how dare you refer me to Tash? Like, you've done nothing but talk smack about Tash since we've met. And then since the breakup, Tash reached out to me. Okay, well, refer me to Tash because she's a legend. <laughs> actually the coolest Thanks for the compliment, so, Amanda. <laughs> yeah, I'll take it. Oh, yeah, and then I messaged Tash and I was like, apparently we're just the exact same. And Tash was like, okay. I was like, win. Oh, so you and Tash have been speaking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We've had chats. Me and Tash have had some chats. She's reached out. She's been so lovely. She told me, she was like, this will be good for you. Like, if you did this podcast, you'll feel so much better after you do this. Obviously, I was just like, no, I can't do this. I'm scared, but... <laughs> Here well, we are. <laughs> well, she would know more than anyone else what it's like to be on the receiving end of Amanda. Oh, 100%. She's not the only one that's reached out to me. Like Natasha has reached out to me. Oh, Tashki? So, yeah, she's reached out to me as well. So they've been really supportive and actually said to me, you know, we've been through the same thing with her, stay strong. And I'm like, okay, yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. Like, oh, I'm that's trying. so nice. Yeah, it is nice. It is nice. I had a lot of people reach out to me when Amanda abused me as well. Like lots, like hundreds. I'm not even I've had like people real close to her reach out to me and send me like messages on Instagram that are wild. So I had one chick message me and she wrote, hey, Lana, I wanted to reach out because I understand what you're going through because of Amanda. I used to be friends with her, but she's turned out to be a total nightmare. I'm so sorry about how you are being treated. I know what it's like to be scared and belittled by her and to have your mental health affected. This is a pattern of behaviour from her. It makes me sick. She's a toxic narcissist. If you ever need to chat or anything, I'm here to help. I hope you're okay. Now, when I read that, I was like, who is this chick? But then I was like, well, obviously she knows her well enough to send me something like that. One of them was so bad. I don't even, I don't, I genuinely don't think I should read it because it was so bad. And this one I got, but I can't read yeah, you because- can't read it. It's so bad. What was the gist of it? Like, I know I know what you're going through type of thing as well. I'm going to read like a little bit of what it says. It just says, hey, Lana, keep your head held high. Amanda is nothing but an entitled, egocistic, tight ass. Tight ass. <laughs> um, oh. Step off her pedestal and get off her high donkey. Take all of her fake tickets off herself too. Take a hard look at herself in the mirror. Maybe slap it while she's there to knock some sense into her. I can't read this bit, but it says she thinks the world owes her something. I'm so happy she's out of my life. She's an emotional vampire. The most selfish person going around. You dodged a bullet, babe. Kiss your lucky stars. So they're two of the messages that I got, and that's just two of them. Like, I've definitely gotten more, but they were the two that I was like, oh, my goodness. Like, stood out. Yeah, that is a lot. Like, that's a lot. Well, we know that Amanda is a little bit of a tight ass because she asked the country to donate for her relocation to the Gold Coast for her and Smokey. Yes, she did. You know what? I know she's a tight ass too because she obviously does this Kayani thing and she tried so hard to get to me and my friends to sign up to it. This is the pyramid scheme, the MLM pyramid scheme, isn't it? Yeah, it's the pyramid scheme. What did she say? It is so good for you. I do this every day (laughs) and I feel so good that you should do it. And then she tried to get one of my, the best friends, mind you, that she said that I was sleeping with. She tried to get her to sign up to do it and kept putting it off. We were just like, yeah, maybe next fortnight, (laughs) next payday. Like I have the money there, but I was just like, maybe next payday. (laughs) Because I just didn't want to Leave do it. Leave me alone. <laughs> but, like, I was trying to be a supportive She's partner. like a Jehovah's Witness knocking on your door. <laughs> yeah, I was trying so hard to be a supportive partner at the same time. <laughs> oh, my God. She ended up doing this event on the Gold Coast. I don't know if anyone's seen this, but she did an event on the Gold Coast. It was, like, the Women's Empowerment event. And she, no joke, she asked me daily to buy tickets. Like she was like, wait, have you got your tickets yet, babe? Or has your friend got, has your friends and your sister got tickets yet, babe, to my event? Ask your sister's gym people and stuff if they want to get tickets too and da 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 And I was like, I would call one of my best friends and be like, you think as her girlfriend I wouldn't have to buy my own tickets? <laughs> 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 And that she was just she didn't even get your ticket to come watch her. Yeah. You had to yeah. buy one. Oh my yeah. god! And I was like, I think it's like her girlfriend. <laughs> I wouldn't have to buy my own ticket. She'd just want me standing there as a support, like next to her. 
in our entourage. I ended up stupidly buying a ticket to the event. My two friends did. My sister did. I don't know who else I got to buy a ticket. Oh, my God. So literally she pimped you out for the photos. Yeah, yeah. And used you as a pawn to make money for the photos. And now she's using you as a pawn to help her with her pyramid schemes. Yeah, yeah. You're like a subcontractor. Yeah, I was. We all bought tickets to the event and then we broke up and no one got refunded. And oh. I was like, I had to call on my friends and be like, you know, you guys can still go if you want to go. But also, like, I'm not going because we're not together anymore and I don't want to see her ever again. So, like, if you guys want to go, still go. And all my friends were like, nah, I'm not going. One of my friends kicked up the biggest stink. She put in, like, a dispute to all of the other people that were, like, running this whatever the fuck happened. <laughs> And she got her money back, but nobody else did. So, yeah. Oh, my yeah. God. That is so funny. How many yeah. MLM schemes is she involved in? There's Kayani, doTERRA. What else is she but doing? I never spoke about doTERRA to me. That's or the anything. oils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She only ever spoke about Kayani to me because she used to say to me, no joke, she used to be like, oh, one day, babe, I'm going to be on top of the world and I'm going to be like Oprah Winfrey and I'm going <laughs> to, yeah. This this women's empowerment group is going to make me the next Oprah Winfrey and I'm going to take Kayani to the top. We're, we're going to be billionaires and we're going to have the biggest house on the Gold Coast. And I was just like... <laughs> the Gold Coast. <laughs> <laughs> That's not hard. I mean, she should aim a bit higher with a billion dollars. She could move to like the Maldives or something. Literally. Do you know how much money she's making off the pyramid schemes? I have no idea about the Kayani. Like, I have no idea. Do you know any other schemes she's involved in? Like, what else is she hustling? Honestly, not a lot. I wish that I could tell you more on that, but from all that I know... She's a closed book. (laughs) All that I know is that she does the Kayani and she's a PT, so she raves to be the big professional businesswoman. (laughs) Is she? (laughs) (laughs) But is she So what does she do with her time every day? Like, because she said she was unemployed and that's why she started the GoFundMe because she was homeless and unemployed because her business fell apart. Yeah, the GoFundMe was a good one, hey? Do you know how much she got from that? Yeah, I do. How much did she get? (laughs) Okay, so... She opened up to me about this, literally. Oh, yes. On, like, our first date, she opened up to me about this. And she tried to blow it off like it was nothing. She was like, I don't know if you've if you've Googled me. <laughs> Obviously, a topic of conversation. And I was like, what? Like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, she said, I went through a lot in Melbourne and I had to get to the Gold Coast bar. So I opened up a GoFundMe page. And I was like, okay, okay. And she's like, yeah, I got so much backlash from it. She's like, everyone just hated me for it, but people should not have given me the money if they didn't want to. And I was like, oh, okay. Then she proceeds to say that one girl was 18 years old and transferred her $3,000. Get out. Because I saw that $3,000 amount. There was a $3,000 donation. Which 18-year-old has $3,000 lying around? Yeah, but do you know what's worse than that? Even if she didn't, she saved that from her childhood or she got that as whatever, however she had that money. I didn't understand how a woman in her mid-fucking 30s would have money from, from an child. She's a child. It's like stealing That's candy from a baby. <laughs> Literally. So she knew that came from an 18-year-old and she was like, thank you, see ya. <laughs> yeah, I think they reached out. I think it ended up happening that they reached out to each other. How did she have $3,000 to spend on Amanda? <laughs> God, God, 18-year-olds these days are bougie. Yeah, I want to be bougie. I couldn't even afford a a vodka soda at the bar. (laughs) (laughs) Literally, shout me a vodka soda. (laughs) I think roughly, this is a rough estimate because I'm not 100% certain, but I think that roughly she got around like five and a half, six grand. Do you know what she spent the money on? Apparently moving. The relocation. Yeah, to here. The business class flights were smoky. (laughs) (laughs) Did she ever say why she did that? Like, what did she say about it? Was she like, it was for genuine reasons or she was like, yeah. the reason I'm asking that, I know it sounds like a lead question, but I had a friend of hers reach out to me at the time of the GoFundMe. I posted all this stuff about Amanda. Mm. Amanda was saying, oh, you're horrible. Like, I'm in a really bad spot. And so one of our mutual friends reached out to her and said, hey, like, are you okay? Like, this sounds horrible. Like, what's going on? 
And Amanda yeah. goes, oh, no, babe, I'm fine. I just want to move to the Gold Coast because I love the sunshine and I love the beach and I just want to see change. I just want to change. I just, I'm sick of being stuck inside in Melbourne and my business will be better up there. And I've gone through all the girls in Melbourne. I wanted to see if there's more love interests up there and, you know, I might find my soulmate and all of this stuff. So um, it had nothing to do with... She, like, planned all of this before Yeah, she- so she was on publicly being like, I'm homeless, I'm going through a hard time. And then privately she's like, oh, no, it's fine. I'm just, I just want to see change. I do know, and I'm not. I won't go into it very much, but I do know that there was some issues with like her, her family. Know, yeah, her family. I, yeah, I heard there was something with her mom and her auntie or something, and then she got kicked yeah. out of the house because she owed the landlord money. Because I've had the landlord contact me as well. <laughs> Is this after she moved out from her parents' house completely? Yeah, she was living somewhere else in someone's granny yeah. flat. And they had to kick her out because she was behind in money, I believe, allegedly. Don't quote me on that because it was a long time. It was a year ago, but they had to kick her out and she owes them all this money. They've contacted me a few times, actually. They want to come on the podcast. Yeah, okay. So I didn't hear that. She told me that she moved out for completely different reasons to that. Like she told me that the landlord was abusive towards her. So I just believed that. I was just like, oh, my goodness, like, you poor thing. I'm so sorry you went through that. And at one stage, like, and this sounds so shitty, at one stage I was like, oh, no wonder you needed to start a GoFundMe page to get here. <laughs> oh, my God. So you okay. fell for it. Yeah, I fell for a shit. I fell for a shit all along. Like, do you know, I've always said I've never had one regret in my life. You should never regret anything. Like, this is a regret for me. Like, like <laughs> a solid regret. Like, all of the regrets like I looked like a fucking idiot like I looked like an idiot she got me good she did me good she's a natural saleswoman Mm -hmm. she's on the right path yeah she needs to yeah she did she got me good with that so back to the breakup like what went down when you guys broke up tell me the Um, drama yeah so after we became public she's like I said that before she showed me everything that I didn't want in a partner And then there was honestly just too many red flags. It got so toxic. I ended up leaving her house. It was like a Sunday afternoon, I think, and I left her house. I wasn't going to bring this up, but I'm going to. But on like the Sunday morning, I was running late. I had to go and meet my sister and I was running late and I spilled something in my dress. Like there was a stain on my dress. So she was like, oh, I've got some nappy sand. Scrub it out. So I scrubbed it out. I'm standing there blow drying it. I'm literally chucking my dress and I'm like, I've got to run. I'm so, I'm in such a rush. And she's like, are you really just going to fucking leave all this shit all over the floor, are you? And I was like, what? There was like a few spectacles of urgent, <laughs> like nappy sand sprinkles on the floor. And she's like, are you really just going to leave all of this shit on the floor? And I was like, but yeah, I don't even know where your dustpan is. And do you know what? I was not that confident. The way that she spoke to me, I was like, oh, where's your dustpan brush? I'll quickly clean it up. I'm running late, but I'll quickly clean it up. For me, I would have just let that go and been like, no worries. Have a good day. I'll speak to you later. And then I would have just swept it up myself. But she came at me for leaving it on the floor. So when I left her house that Sunday, I felt so uncomfortable. I was just like, oh, then then there was just so many other things after that. Like there was too many red flags. It honestly, just got so toxic. Like, were you scared? And, like, Yeah, 100%. I didn't feel... It got to the point where I was like so scared of the way that she was talking to me that I didn't feel safe to meet up with her. And she abused me over the phone like so much. The voice memos, like everything. <laughs> she good loves at them. the voice memo. Yeah, real good at them. <laughs> and what was the language like aggressive or what was the type of tone? So aggressive. Like, I'm going to die alone. This is why all my exes left me. I'm going to end up with no one in my life. And It's so sad because when I showed my friends this, they were so mortified. She literally goes on and on and on about how she's been through so many relationships. Okay, well, that's it then, doll. Like, I've been in two solid relationships in my life. I was with my ex before my ex for three years, and then I was with my ex for three years. I was engaged, I was happy, and we separated. Now I'm doing me, and I am seeing someone, just so you're all aware. I am seeing someone, and life is good for me right now, and I'm happy. I have my loved ones. Thank you. I have my loved ones surrounding me. I have so much positivity in my life and she just made me feel like I was nothing and that I was never going to be anything. Isn't she all about women's empowerment? (laughs) Sorry, what? 
Yeah, women's empowerment. She's called me a cunt and everything. Like, <laughs> so great for me. But I can see her preaching women's empowerment. And the saddest thing about that is people that believe her shit. Like, when I watch her videos, I laugh. I laugh about it and I'm like, oh, my God, doll, that's you. That's why you know so much about being a narcissist. Like, that's why you know so much about this certain situation because it's you. Like, you are talking about your goddamn self. That's why she knows so much. Do you think Amanda's a narcissist? (laughs) That wasn't a rhetorical question, by the way. Listen, I think by now everyone knows enough about her to form their own opinion on that. (laughs) Yeah, that's her. Um, but she's called me one. Yeah, good, good times. I think that's 101 for narcissists, calling other people narcissists. Shout out to Bryce if he's listening. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. In her last podcast, she said to this, I don't know who this chick is, and this is what I feel sorry for the people that get involved with her. She said to this chick, she said like a scenario, and then this chick was like, yep, that's a narcissist. And she said, well, shout out to my most recent ex then. And I was like, Oh, cool, cool, cool. Like, keep going, keep going. Because she she threatened me. She said to me that if I ever did anything like this, that she was going to call her lawyers. (laughs) She threatened her lawyers against me too. I'm still waiting for the follow-up correspondence. Kind regards, Amanda Mikulov. Like, listen, it's not going to happen because I know all about that and the police have told her there's pretty much nothing that they can do. Oh, wait, she did try to get police on me. (laughs) Yeah, she did. What? What do you mean I didn't do anything illegal? No, I know that. That's why they said pretty much you're going to throw it in the bin. Like, there's nothing that can happen. Like, Wait, yeah. she reported me to the police. For what? Mm-hmm. <laughs> what? She did. For she what? Did. What, was, what was her reason? That's trying to defame her. That's her not a criminal activity. Time. That's a civil offence. Well, that's what they said. They said there's nothing they can do because unless it's untrue or this or that, there's nothing that can happen. But don't worry, like, it's, she's trying. She's trying her hardest. That's why I've been like, nah, <laughs> nah I don't want to borrow for it. That's why, why like, you're I'm, ghosting me with the podcast for yeah. weeks, for months, don't guys. That's why this one's late. It's nothing to do with me. It's Lana's fault. Don't say ghosting. That triggers me so hard. That's <laughs> the biggest ghost, apparently. Love that for me. Wait, so she literally filed a police report. I cannot even. She sent me that. Did you hear the email? She sent me a big long email about bullfrogs and all this stuff. It didn't even make sense. I've definitely read it. Like, I definitely. Kind regards. Everyone, that's where the kind regards at the end of the podcast comes from, FYI. Yeah. What else did she say about the podcast? Don't go on that podcast. Did she? Yeah, 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 yeah. Were you allowed to listen to the podcast? No. No, I wasn't allowed to listen to you and she never told me not to go on your podcast, but she was so mad about the podcast that when we broke up and she started doing this shit, I was like, mate, like, I'll just call so dramatic. (laughs) (laughs) She gave you an idea. (laughs) I was like, I'll do it. Like, and that's why it took me so long to build the courage up to actually do this podcast because I was like, no, 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 I'm not going to do it, not going to do it. And then I would get the courage to do it because Tash or someone would be like, it will make you feel so empowered. And I'm like, okay, I'm going to do it. And then I was like, no, 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 no. It honestly wasn't until last weekend or maybe the weekend before last she put out this first episode and Tash had messaged me and said, hey, babe, just checking in, have you heard the most recent? And I was just like, <laughs> what now? I'm like, God, mate, like you have put out more shit about me now then the timeline that we were even fucking together, that's what gets me. Like, we've been together for like three weeks and we've been broken up for like two months or three months. You were only together for three up. weeks. No, I think all up, I think we were honestly together. Or like we'd known from the minute we'd matched on Tinder to the minute we broke up, I'm genuinely sure it was like a seven-week thing. Okay, <laughs> I was going to say three weeks. No, no, like seven weeks probably. But like we've been split up now for I think over two months and she's still going like she's still going I'm like we were together for shorter of the amount of time that you're still talking shit about me online well the podcast that I did was a year ago so she's still going on about me yeah she is she can't let go apparently no joke she talked about the show and she was like this girl made me look like such a dick online. You don't know what happened behind closed doors. Nobody ever knows what happened behind closed doors. And she was like, if I could 
honest to God, if I could kill her and get away with it, I would. I just remember, like, sitting there and my jaw just, like, hit the floor. And I was just like, oh, my God. And then it all became so surreal for me that it made me scared to be that next person, you know? Like, I was like, next how victim, you? if you fall, fall out, yeah. yeah, what is she going to do to you? And that's you? the thing. I was, I was so nervous about being that next victim. I don't know. It was so bad. And then, obviously, like, with you, I remember her saying something. I don't know. I think you dropped something online about her. And- she called me and I was like, oh, hey, hey, babe, you know, being like cute as shit, man. I'm like, how was your day? And she's like, oh, yuck. I've had the worst day. Da, 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 da. It's fucking raining. I wish that I, like, I, I may as well have just stayed in Melbourne with this Gold Coast weather. It's <laughs> the rain so followed depressed. her. <laughs> yeah, dude. She was like depressed about it. Like, I've never seen anyone cry as much about the rain than her. And I was like trying to be like a positive partner. And I was like, you know just remember you know when it rains it's helping the grass grow and the trees will get greener <laughs> at the end of the day the sun will come out and she was like yeah but I still fucking hate it I may as well just stayed in Melbourne then she was like I get this email from someone saying that, sorry dramatic had dropped another thing she's like I'm so fucking sick of this c-bomb the c-bomb <laughs> Yeah, the C-bomb. She's like, I'm so sick of this C-bomb. That's it. And she literally, like, jumps on. She's got, like, a folder in her computer of shit that you've spoken about her or this or that. And she's like, I need to add this to my folder. <laughs> and I'm going to be ringing the police. And the next day I get there. I should be laughing, but I just think it's so ridiculous. <laughs> it's so dumb. Then, like, the next day I got there and she's like, what happened yesterday? How did you go yesterday? And she's like, uh... The police, they just keep telling me to send them through everything, but, like, nothing's being said and they're saying that there's not much that they can do. And I'm, like, in my head, I'm, like, yeah, there's nothing they can actually do, doll. Like, Sojomatic's done nothing to you. Megan's done nothing to you. Like, She's a public no figure. We have, my job is to report on public figures. Sorry, Amanda. Exactly. Yeah, and do you know what? At the end of the day, no one in her life will ever have done anything right. We have all done wrong she will forever be the victim of everybody else's shit. When realistically, how many people can step forward and say, she's done this to me, she's done this to me, she's done this, she's done this, she's done this, until she wakes the fuck up and realises she's the problem. She's the common denominator. Wake up, honey. Like, stop acting victim. Wake up. Do you think I should go to police about her saying she's going to kill me and hope to get away with it? I'm scared now. No, listen, she's not going to do that. Like, that's so dumb. Like, this is just her being tough guy behind closed doors. I hope if she kills me, she at least buries me in her Versace jacket. <laughs> oh, no. With her GoFundMe spoils. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Very mean Versace. If Megan goes missing, we know where she's Yeah, gone. if I die or go missing, guys, you know who to call. <laughs> God, I shouldn't laugh, but if I don't laugh, no. I'll cry. Going back to our breakup, though. Oh, yeah, we haven't even got into the breakup. <laughs> yeah, 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 because yeah, we just keep getting sidetracked. But going back into the breakup, she obviously has, like, pinned me as being, like, this narcissistic, ghosting piece of crap. Like, and she literally says in her last podcast that I'm a piece of shit. Like, she said that. She said that out on the podcast. But because I didn't feel safe, though, so she kept hounding me. She's like, meet up with me in public, meet up with me in public. And I, oh, For more like, photos. Meet up, meet up with me, meet up with me. And I was like, I don't want to. And I freaked out and I was like, I don't want to, I don't want to. Just the way she was talking to me on the phone. And so she classified this as ghosting because I didn't want to meet up with her. She classified this as ghosting. And then in the end, <laughs> I broke up with her over a text. <laughs> I mean, it's not my finest moment, but I just felt like, if I was to do it in person, she wouldn't let me do it in person. Like, that's a real thing. Like, I just felt like over the, I tried to do it over the phone. Like, I tried to ring her and be like, I can't do this anymore. And she made it, don't you dare do this. Like, I've made you public. Like, I'll do anything. I'll do anything. Like, it was almost like begging. Like, don't do this. And then so I just texted her and I was like, I can't do this anymore. I'm like, I'm so sorry. And I honestly, in the text that I sent her, which I can't sh- I can't find, which is annoying, I said to her, I, I kind of blamed it on myself because I just wanted to put all of the blame on me so that I could just end it. Do you know what I mean? Like I just wanted to be like, yep, okay, I did this and I did that and 
I think that this is the reason that we should break up. Like an easy way out because you couldn't, you knew that if you said, oh, you did this, you just wouldn't win in the argument because she really cannot self-reflect. A hundred percent. Like it was easy enough. It was so much easier for me to blame me than it was to blame her because she will never, ever take blame for anything that she does. Like she just won't. Like there's just no way. She just will not have it. Did you feel scared? Is that why you did it over text? Like, were you ever scared that she was going to, like, physically hurt you? Especially um, when she threatened to do it to other people. Yeah. Like, there was there was times where literally just the other day, like, I obviously posted something pretty hectic on my Instagram story and my best friend in the whole world was here. And she said to me, I can't believe you just fucking posted that. And I was like, nah, like I'm done. Like I'm just done. Like if she's going to defame me constantly on her podcast because she has said on her podcast, which is all about me, she's written, it's like a little two-minute trailer on like Spotify that I came across and she wrote in that, she said in that, sorry, thanks to my most recent ex for giving me the content to start this new podcast. So she's pretty much said online and has told me that this seven-week podcast or whatever she's doing is all about me and I was just like, I'm I'm done. Like, I'm done being quiet. She also told me you that... You should feel honoured. You're getting a seven-part series all about you. I You're am. the public figure now. Oh, add me. I want to be a blue chick. <laughs> so it's okay for Amanda to defame everyone in the world but not okay when other people call her out about it. Yeah, definitely not. Like, absolutely not. So this podcast that she's put up about me and then said in like this two-minute trailer that it's about me, like since then, since the breakup, I've started seeing a therapist and I reached out to Tash about this and I said, I've actually started seeing a therapist. Like that's how bad it is. Like I can't, I'm okay now, but there was probably for like the first three weeks, four weeks after we split up, it it got so bad for me. I I didn't even know how to have a conversation with anyone. Mm. I would walk out into public and I honestly, I went out for a kid's birthday party at like iPlay or something like that. And I got there and I had such a bad anxiety attack. Like this is, and I don't talk about stuff like this, but I had such a bad anxiety attack. I had to go leave there. I was there for 15 minutes. I went straight to the doctors and my doctor, I quickly, he wasn't even my doctor because it was Easter Sunday that this happened. And I was meant to be meeting up with my dad and I lied to him where I was because I didn't want him to know. I went and sat in a waiting room for three hours at the doctor's surgery, at this random doctor's surgery, quickly filled him in on what was happening. My anxiety was so bad. He gave me a script to Valium and said, take two, go home and go to bed, doll. And he goes, mm-hmm. and I think, I think that you need like proper therapy to be able to deal with this. So then literally the next day I booked in or like the Tuesday, I booked in to see a therapist. I went and saw her. I've started seeing her properly because my anxiety just got so bad. Like I couldn't even have a conversation, like let alone be out in public. Mm-hmm. I, did, I didn't know how to because she would say to me, like, I will ruin you. Like I'm going to ruin your life. Like I've got all of these followings. Like I'm going to ruin you. And I was just like, what? Like why? Like for what reason? Like I'm sorry that I just can't love you. Like I'm sorry that you're such a nasty person that I can't love you. It got bad. Sounds exactly like what she did to Tash. Like Tash was like, I'm sorry, I'm not feeling it. And then yeah, all hell broke loose. Me and Tash like had like a semi little joke about this. Tash was like, oh, well, I made maths pay for all of my therapy. And I was like, lucky you, I have to pay for it myself. <laughs> and Tash goes, Tash goes, there should be an event to healthcare. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, absolutely. I'm like, please, please can do this for any A girl victim's, after a us. victim's like, fund. <laughs> Should we start a GoFundMe page for the victims of Amanda? (laughs) We should start our own GoFundMe, literally. We should use her funds from the GoFundMe to fund the victim services support system. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, at least we can laugh about it. I know. I'm laughing about it now. If you asked me six weeks ago, I'd be like, like, I can't do this. I can't do this. But she's spoken that much shit about me and like she's putting that much shit about me online. I'm like, okay, I can do this. (laughs) Well, the way she talks to people is firstly appalling and it's actually a form of domestic abuse the way that she's like wearing you down with threats and taunts and 
you know, making you feel like you can't leave. Like that's literally textbook coercive control. So she is technically domestic abuse, domestic violence. I've definitely thought about going to the police and just showing them some of the stuff that I have on my phone or, you know, like she said so much stuff to me to make me feel threatened or scared, like that I definitely could go and do that, but I haven't. So, I mean, we'll see after this podcast, whatever she wants to do after this and bring it on. Like maybe I will, but I've honestly kept quiet. Like I know that I've had a few digs on my Insta and I did like a questions and answers and posted a, a couple of little videos of my best friend recording her recording us on the pap shoot and stuff but everything that I'm saying is true and coming from the heart like she has nothing to say like she can't do anything so if she comes at me with threats then we'll see what happens after this well like I said to you before I think doing the podcast is going to help because it's just showing that you're not scared like of her threats like she threatened me Mm. and I was like you know what I'm not gonna be scared of you like I'm just gonna (laughs) call you out so I think it's good that you're taking back the power and not letting her control you yeah I think the hardest thing for me right now is so you know how like she referred to and this is something that I really wanted to bring up about like childhood trauma and childhood abuse um I haven't watched but sure (laughs) okay so the type of things that narcissistic people are the way that they are because they've been abused as children so this is a big thing for me to put out in the public but as a child, like I was abused sexually for quite some time by a family member. And I remember when I told her this, she seemed so caring and nice at the time. And she was, oh, she was just so okay about it. But then obviously, like as soon as we split up and shit hit the fan, I just felt like I was used as a point in her game. She made me feel like I was, I don't know, nothing. Like, I've done so much work on myself to be where I am today. So to have another person use my story and turn it into something that I'm, turn me into something that I'm not, it was just so heartbreaking. Like she was like, narcissistic people are the way that they are because they got abused as children. I'm so sorry that happened to you. Yeah, that's okay. Like I'm strong enough to be able to talk about it now. Like I'm definitely strong enough to be able to talk about that and bring it out into the open because it did happen to me. Like I did get abused sexually from a family member. So for her to use my experience and be like, she's a narcissist because she got abused as a child just blows my fucking mind. And when I called her, I literally called her about this and I said, are you serious? I said, why would you do that? And she wrote, well, it's true, isn't it? That's what she said to me. She goes, it's true, isn't it? And I said, what's true? And she goes, well, you're a narcissist because you got abused, isn't it? And I was just like, oh, my God. Like, holy moly. And, like, there's so much to more. Like, So I, she's gone out and said this podcast is about my recent ex, yeah. called you a narcissist and listed all yeah. the reasons why people are narcissistic, including yeah. referencing your abuse as a child. Yeah. So holy not to mention her latest podcast word for word she copied something that I said to her so when I told her about what <laughs> she I she loves through, a little bit of plagiarism yeah what I went through as a child I said to her I was like you know with everything I've been through I could have been a drug addict I could have been an alcoholic I could have been living on the streets but no I've got my own house I run my own business I do really well for myself and I'm proud of who I am today I'm not shitting you I don't want to give her like publicity, but listen to her last fucking podcast when she literally word for word says, all of my friends should have told me I could have been a drug addict. I could have been an alcoholic. I could have lived on the streets. And I was listening to this and my mouth was just like, like, I was just like, my best friend was next to me. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm sure you've said that to me before. And I was like, oh my God. I'm like, she's using word for word what I said to her in her own goddamn podcast. <laughs> like, who does that? Like, who oh, does that? That is nothing new for Amanda. She's plagiarized her workout videos, her MLM things. Haven't you seen? I'll send you some links. Yeah, can you send me some links? <laughs> like, when we matched on Tinder, I didn't really know who she was. Like, I didn't watch maths. Like, I don't. I don't have time for reality TV. So I was like, nah. And then when we matched, she goes to me, um, we were talking for a bit and 
she goes, can I FaceTime you? And I was like, yeah, okay, FaceTime me. Um, and I was like, that's a bit weird. Like, I haven't even really been speaking to her for that long. And she goes, she FaceTimes me. She goes, oh, the reason I wanted to FaceTime you is because I just needed to see what you look like. Like, obviously, I'm a public figure. Do you know who I am? <laughs> I was like, what? Who says that to someone? I'm like, no. Nah. And I said, and honestly, I said, I'm not actually that interested in who you are. Um, I said, it it doesn't bother me. Like if if you're like I've said before, if you're a good person, you're a good person. Like if you're not, then you're not. So she just she was this really good person until she wasn't, you know. But that's the first thing she said to me when she FaceTimed me. Do you know who I am? I'm a public star. R.I.P. Me. I cannot even. <laughs> <laughs> R.I.P. Me too, please. <laughs> You mentioned that you also copped a spicy, abusive voice memo from Amanda. Mm-hmm. Is that after the breakup or you got them yeah, throughout? Yeah. Uh, listen, probably both. I mean, <laughs> she's not a really nice person. So I've probably definitely had like some prior, but mainly afterwards. Like she had said to me, no wonder all my exes left me because I'm a psycho. And I was like, like, like how? Like, and my exes, like you could genuinely reach out to all of my exes or any of the people in my life. They would have not a nasty word to say about me. I, Me and my recent ex before Amanda, we were together for three and a half years. We are engaged. We are trying for a baby. Life was great. The reason we broke up was genuinely just because we fell out of love. Like we, she did night shift, I did day shift and we ended up just falling out out of love because our schedules weren't on the same pace like it just we ended up just becoming housemates and there's nothing wrong with that because I'm still fucking really good friends with her now so for her to say no wonder your exes left you I was like yeah but like I'm still friends with all of my exes like unlike you <laughs> you've got about 1800 of your exes that you were with for here and there and everywhere like I can't say the same you know like I cannot say the same I have two solid relationships in my life and we were great and they ended on mutual terms like where with her she's she says in her podcast I've had a lot of experiences with this with my exes and I'm like <laughs> yeah that's that's your problem though doll you've had too many exes like why have all your exes ran away why have all of your exes run away why 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 have we all run away because we've all been through the same shit with you the Amanda Mikolaf victims club I think we need to start well, yeah, we should start a Facebook page <laughs> just a Facebook support group a.mxs and then <laughs> We should all just join it so we can chat. (laughs) Seriously. Well, thank you so much for explaining that entire situation because, yeah, as we know, like we all saw it playing out from your end and Amanda's end on social media. It got very messy. So, yeah, thank you for clearing it up once and for all and being brave enough to come on and stand up to Amanda. Uh, Listen, super nervous, but also... Like Tash said, I would. I, I feel super empowered. I'm like ready. I am ready for the backlash. Tash <laughs> is a good pep talker. She is so good. She is. She's a good egg. But I'm like I'm. I'm super thankful for actually just getting this out. Like I thought that I would be a lot more nervous than I was, but after just chatting to you, I felt super comfortable with it all. So thank you. Oh, thank you for feeling comfortable and thank you for opening up and. Please be safe. Make sure you, you're not alone. <laughs> and we'll probably have to do a follow-up podcast episode pending what abuse you cop after this drops. Wait, I'm going <laughs> to – I'll screenshot everything. <laughs> we'll, see you, we'll see you same time, same place next week. <laughs> <laughs> tomorrow? This time tomorrow. <laughs> oh, we shouldn't laugh about it, but – I know, but it's going to happen and I'm living for it. Don't worry. <laughs> I've been there. I'm experienced in, in copying Amanda abuse, so I'll be able to support you through it. Perfect. Thank you so much. Warning. Oh, my God. Okay, let, let's focus. That's all the tea I've got for you guys today. Holy Versace. Lana really meant it when she said that she was finally ready to spill the tea. She did not disappoint. On a serious note, though, I cannot imagine how she's been feeling going through all of this. So... 
Make sure you go and give her some support on social media after listening because whilst we can all take humour in Amanda's behaviour at times, at the end of the day, how she treated Lana is scary, aggressive, disgusting and actually a form of domestic violence and should actually be taken quite seriously. So all jokes aside, go and give Lana some support. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe, rate and review. Five stars only, of course. Actually, go and leave me six stars. Go above and beyond like I did to pull this episode together. I deserve it. And please keep sharing So Dramatic around more than Amanda shares abusive voice memos. The best way you can support the show is to actually post a screenshot wherever you're listening to the episode on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, OnlyFans, etc, etc. If you would like tea poured into your cup multiple times a day, follow me on Instagram at So Dramatic Podcast underscore, Twitter at So Dramatic Pod, and don't forget to join the infamous Facebook cult of 10,000 people. That is at So Dramatic Podcast Community. Plus, don't forget to join the Patreon for bonus So Dramatic content. Earlier this week, I dropped a bonus episode with Tell from Maths on there. He answered all of your burning questions, so do not miss that. There is a link in the show notes if you would like to have a listen to that. Thank you for listening to another episode of So Dramatic. I will be back in your ears on Tuesday with another interview you have all been waiting patiently for and harassing me for as well with the one and only Liam Cooper. Guys, set your alarms now because this one is a doozy. It is definitely going to be another cult classic episode. Goodbye, good riddance and good luck. Ciao for now. Kind regards. Wait, actually, (laughs) before I go, a little tidbit for the new listeners who weren't around for the Amanda saga, actually. My kind regards sign out is actually a nod to Amanda. Yes, I actually stole that from Amanda's first ever email she sent to me, which I actually read out in full in episode 14. So go back and listen to that. If you haven't already, I have to give credit where credit is due. We have officially come full circle. Oh my god, oh my god. So dramatic with Megan Pacetto.